0: Today and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today I'm revealing my AFL fantasy team, going through what I've got in my team as of January 28. Let's go! Just done it from nowhere. today and welcome again to the ball boys afl fantasy podcast i'm your host mitch casey and you can find me on twitter at ball boys fantasy and joined as always by the kneeful legend himself luke Rogerson. how are you mate it's team reveal time it's team hard to be
1: bad on team
0: reveal day yes yeah, so this is uh we're going to be revealing on screen for those of you who are watching over on youtube and if you haven't watched over on youtube and you're an audio listener maybe this might be the episode where i mean let this run out and you know give us the download but I listen to it twice. <laughs> listen to it twice. Head over to the uh, the YouTube uh, section. you have be able to see some visuals along with the um, you know, with the team reveal here. But we'll try to make it as podcast friendly as possible. Yes, of course, of course. But we're uh, going to go silent. As we <laughs> give us the views, guys. Uh, but uh, before we get started, give this one a big thumbs up because I am going out on a limb here and I'm revealing my secrets. Ooh. So all you guys can go out there and just copy paste and win a hat off the back of this video basically i wouldn't recommend copy pasting my team
1: but mitch's might be all right so. well we're gonna
0: have my screen on the team on on the sorry my team on the screen yes. here and but you're also going to as we go along let us know where you are different yes and um where you're wrong and i am right, right is essentially <laughs> the vibe of the video nice. um but keep in mind this one is january 28th we are recording this so don't be holding me too much to this when it comes to round one. There might be some differences, but this is how I'm shaping up as of today. So, let's get stuck into it. Absolutely. Let's yeah.
1: get across to the team. Let's
0: go to the. T- oh, oh, hold on a second. Oh, did you? Uh, oh, you left well, hold on. One,
1: let's. You left one of your tabs. I think we better just, <laughs> let's just we better close nip, that
0: nip out of that. I don't let's, need anyone to see ooh. that tab there. Oh, what did you have up there, Mitch? <laughs> let's keep Oops. that private, mate. That was, that was before the podcast today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, sorry, sorry you guys had to see that over on YouTube. That was... It's a bit embarrassing. Um, but anyway, we'll move Too on. Too much effort, we're, <laughs> we're so immature. So immature.
1: Oh, uh, throwbacks. Okay, to bro, it. you got to drive. you got to get this team ready to go. Let's get this
0: team up and running because we're going to oh.
1: start. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, still there. It's weird.
0: still there. Close that tab. All right. We're going to start. showing the right thing to the people yeah, when you're yeah, in this? Yeah, street. yeah, yeah. We're all over this, mate. We're professionals. Bro. All right. Starting <laughs> in the defensive line. D1, Ooh. I have. Uh, Hayden Young. Let's go. <laughs> Hayden Young. No, I do not. I've got uh, a guy who we did talk about in our Premium Defenders podcast as someone who I threw to you and asked you the question of, is this guy of value? And I think he is at least a smidge of value in Tom Stewart who is at D1 for me 869,000. He had the injured game round 1 of last season. Yeah. found his way to a mid 90 score as he always seems to do, but after that game he averaged 100 for the rest of the season. So I think he's a 100 averaging player, no early buy rounds. Small talk of him going into the midfield, I'll wait and see how that looks and if that's actually true. Whether or not that affects his scoring, I'm not too sure. But in those, I think it was two games where he had decent CVAs, he did score a couple of tons in those games as well. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, um, but he is sitting there at D1. Just a safe, solid guy with a tiny bit of value.
1: First pick, and you've broken your over thirties rule. I oh, know.
0: <laughs> this doesn't bode well out for with this. With the old, or... and
1: in with the new. In with the old, and out with the new. <laughs> yeah, true,
0: yeah. Out with the rules. Um Yes. Yeah. So, what is he? Is he thirty? Just on time the to dot?
1: T- turn thirty. So you're going to make some excuse about how well, is it 30 over thirties, oh, over thirties, thirty man. in a day.
0: Uh, well, no, just over. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm picking <laughs> up as I go along, but. Tom Stewart, at, at times I've had players like um, Sinclair, Sinclair yeah. in this spot. Yeah. I've also had my D2 as high as D1, so I've gone a bit cheaper at times. But as of right now, I do have Tom Stewart in there. I do like to have you know a solid guy, and I do still think there is a little bit of value in there. They start with St. Kilda round one this season, so you could probably... If he is playing defense, get a decent start to the year, yeah. And no early buy um, is another big thing here. So I want my premiums to have no early buy, especially in um, you know those lines like the midfield and the defense, where I think we've got a few good options. So how does that, uh, is that? I mean, should we should we go back and forth? Do you have Tom Stewart in your side? Reveal your your full okay. defense now. Right, right, we'll do the full right defense. Yeah, so yeah, Tommy Stewart's smoothness. in there at D one, at D two, I do have the guy who I wrote a. Uh, Deck of Dream Team uh, article for, and that is Nazia Wanganin millerah in there. Like I said, at times, he's featured as high as D1 for me as a bit of a cheaper option, but at the moment, I do have him at D2. He improves throughout the season. He's going into his third season. The only player to average above 90 in his second year without CBAs, uh, which is a pretty neat stat, and um, I just think he's a gun player. Um, Hmm. St Kilda have a decent run to start off. Again, no early buy. And um, yeah, I just think third year breakout. Even though he's already broken out, I still think there's a little bit of upside. He's, I think, comes in price at around ninety, ninety-one. Yeah, I can see him going sort of mid to high nineties. So not heaps of value, but I think a little bit of of value.
1: Yeah, the article you wrote was good. If you haven't checked that out on Deck of DT, I thought your photos left a little to be desired. My article, (laughs) but yeah, your photos
0: were right up there. Yeah. I wonder if how many people actually noticed your photos uh, on the deck of DT. Go check If the you haven't, art. go go g- give another closer inspection. <laughs> check the LDU article out. out. Um, so couple. he is at D2 with me, Nazir Miller. <laughs>
1: Millerer. Um, we had not been able to see ourselves on the screen during the. Because most of the time I just look at me. You just look at what okay. you're doing? Yeah. yeah.
0: No, well, so, keep it in suspense, maybe. Yeah, right. On. Don't pull any stupid faces. The next guy <laughs> in here like is my perma captain for the season, and that is the man himself, Hayden Young.
1: No question about it. I am ready to get hurt <laughs> no, again. I'm
0: ready to get hurt again, and so are 30 percent of the competition because he is soared up in ownership recently. I think for very good reason. He looks like he is confirmed to oh. be an inside midfielder. Of
1: all, we we always look for like what's coming out of the clubs. Of all the things coming out of clubs, this is like the most hardened, ironclad. It's, <laughs> this it's is like happening. a 10 minute video where all he says is, "I'm going to play in the midfield. On a, a midfielder. How many times so. did you say
0: it? Um, but yeah, I think. That's we like players in the midfield. Um, How much
1: points? How much? How many points of upside do we realistically think are there?
0: I think there's as many as fifteen points of upside. Probably more realistic about like ten. I think which in that line is eighty nine or something like that right now. Hey, yeah. yeah, and And that line that places him as you know someone who's in that top six. Again, um, if we throw on the buy detector, again, no early buys oh, so far. You, you pay for premium, mate. I, I pay up, mate. Um, <laughs> and the early buys, if you look at my defensive line, we've got three different players on three different buys. God, you're good, mate. And how do you, uh, how, do, you, how just, do you do it? Just organise, mate. Just organise. <laughs> Spend every waking hour <laughs> just researching this shit. Um, of sweat dripping. And Hayden Young... You know, that round 13, you've only got two teams in Port Adelaide and Frio on that round 13. Yep. So I think it is it is worth something to boost him up. So he's in that D3, as is his teammate in D4, Ooh. Heath Chapman. Um, there's Happy been a bit Jackie. of hype around this guy as well from the Frio camp yeah, as well. Yeah. I think some people are saying to look out for him this year. Mm. Bit of wing, bit of half to, half back. Obviously Hayden Young moving up. He had his injury-affected season last year. Um, so it comes in very cheap, five hundred ninety-four thousand. Just a good player too. Good
1: player, safe. Yeah. A safe guy that is going to be in their team. They they love him. I, I do think so. Player. Yeah.
0: So I think his job security is good. His mm. upside's there. For um, sure. In a positive team, when it comes to chipping the ball around. Yeah. Um, so I do like him there as that one. So still no no early buy players um, until
1: oh where are until we, going oh, we go? I think know where we're going here.
0: To this guy here, Zaki Williams. Attack. Now, he's the first guy in here that I will have to navigate the buys around, but he's cheap enough that I don't think it's that much of an issue. I'm not giving up too much cash, and if I have to play a rookie instead of him, um, then I'm not... But as a priced out figure, I'm not going to give me up too much.
1: Is that selection any in any way dependent on a round zero score on roll? Definitely. Yep. Definitely. So,
0: this is one of those things that I'm going to be watching round zero, seeing what happens, seeing who scores there, as is, will this next pick be as well. So, yep. these final two defensive slots. I'm pretty... My Nizaya, wengany Miller, Hayden Young, and Heath Chapman, I feel pretty confident in those three. Tom Stewart's a bit more of a structure thing, whether or not he'll be in there... These last two spots are very much up for debate depending on that round zero result. So I've got a few options to go through. And at D6, another round zero player who's being slept on a little bit at this stage. We haven't talked about him yet because he's going to show up in our rookie or cash cow podcast later on. But Marty Hoare from the Demons. He's getting a run in the Oxlongs too. I thought, I I looked at the name and I thought, I want to bring a bit of
1: promiscuity to the (laughs) Oxlongs. So I thought, who better than the Hoare? Yeah, (laughs) because the Hoare and the Oxlongs. We do like to. We're a little flirtatious over at the Oxlongs, and I think Marty Hall epitomises
0: that. So he does carry the name brand of the of the Oxlongs he, well yeah, and proud. Correct.
1: He's actually in he my team. He's on the bench because he doesn't mind sitting on the wood. But oh. <laughs> oh dear, that one wasn't crickets. That one was good. That was like audible laughter.
0: Mate, we are going to get cancelled. We're going to make- get <laughs> you got your tabs open.
1: We're yeah, goodness. We yeah. have to don't, don't cancel us, this. please. <laughs> we are we're good people. <laughs>
0: We're good people. But he people has, who have
1: to say they're good people and not, good, not people. good people.
0: <laughs> but he has the early buy round six. But as I've described before, those really cheap guys, mm. especially that round six buy, I think, six is not an early buy, I think it's a positive thing. I think it's a good thing because Smart. he's going to have six price movements in five rounds. So my early thinking is that he's going to be potentially one of my first upgrades if I can get him Aww. up to someone. Like maybe this little fellow over oh, here, days. And Nick Dacos coming off his buy. That could be a potential play, well, but Marty Haw is there. Have to find some cash. Now. I will have to find some cash. But um, I've played around with someone else, like a Nick Caulfield in either one of those spots okay. as well. And you'll notice that I don't have any actual rookies on my field. Yes. in the defensive line. Um, on the on the bench, I do have the first rookie there, and that is where is it? What's his name? Uh, Curtin, that's his oh. name. So he is in there, two hundred and seventy-nine. So I'm paying up a little bit on my defense there for him. Some people might be rolling with him at their D six. I just don't know if I'm confident in his scoring ability. He's a bit of a key defender, mm. from what I'm told. He played a bit of midfield in the juniors, and so his numbers are a bit higher. But I don't think he's going to run the midfield at Adelaide. Um, I've, I've got him in the Oxongs
1: as well. My my main question mark over him is is does the curtain match the drapes? That's sort of. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you make a
0: joke and you've got nowhere to go after it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think further forward with the joke, mate. <laughs> That's just where you, you stop there. But um yeah, I mean, I think he's he's the type of guy that when these guys, you know, Zach Williams and Marty Hall, have their buy, yes. he's going to be maybe the one that slips in there and covers them off, and I'm pretty comfortable with that. So in my defensive line, when I've got some of those guys that do have the early buys, I'm happy paying up a little bit on the bench for that cover and also just to have a more secure scoring six back there. And then the last guy is a bit of a long shot. I don't really know too much about him, but from what I understand, he's a decent kick. Do you want to say that name? Sean Maker. Yeah, Ari... Show and Yeah, that's it. Yeah. There you that's go. A, um there's fucking another show maker. Is there, there? another? Show? Oh, yeah, there yeah. you go. That shows my uh, I'm showing my uh, my footy knowledge here. Showing your footy knowledge. <laughs> showing my footy knowledge. Uh, <laughs> um, but he he plays for the Saints and nineteen years old. Um, just uh, a bit of pedigree, and I think his scores in the VFL are pretty solid. A few other people are rolling with uh, Pink there. I think uh, I got Pinky
1: I think, just because that fucking luscious mustache in his photo. Have you seen is that good, thing? Good, but um, with a lot nut. of these
0: bench rookies in particular, they are. I mean, I've tried to think about who would. actually... Be in my team, but yes. as always, the disclaimer is the placeholders. Well, this is station. this a
1: good opportunity to talk about um, maybe considering not just putting all flat 200k yep. rookies on your bench because you could be left very disappointed? Yeah,
0: I think this is, and this is what I do um, when I'm preparing it this far out from the start of the yep. season is because like I'm not professing to know who the gun rookies are or who's going to be there around one, like it's as much of a crapshoot for me as it is for anyone else, so. Yep. For now, I mean, Daniel Curtin being there on my bench, 79K. Say I need the cash, I can always go down. But it's yep. much harder when you get you fall in love with your team oh, to, yeah. to find that extra 50K. got a fucking good team, too, with yeah. all 300Ks. And, um, you know, those rookies are very important to get right. So I think it is wise to have a bit of cash on your bench. So that if you need that at any point, you can access it then, or or you don't have to find it at least when the um, the team comes out. So how Certainly. does this how does this match up to your back six? What- v-
1: very similar in a lot of respects. The only difference I have is I am Mister Vanilla. In comes Nick Dacos wow. at D one. Okay, he so- he hasn't trained with the Oxlocks until about five minutes ago wow. before we started the podcast. Daycos at D one. Let's go. You don't want to relive
0: last season. Is that is that a lot of the motivation? Damn. There's, there's
1: scars there. There's scars there. But uh, this this could be up in the air in five minutes time as well. So okay. I might even change it midway through the video. Wow. Okay. Just, just loosey Goosey, mate. Just throwing and all then,
0: structure of the podcast out the window. Correct. Um, um, other, other than so that,
1: we're pretty similar. I've just got you've the got pink, pink eye, pink instead of, of shoelace. But yeah. Okay.
0: That's a bit of a bit of a thing there. So okay. So you've got Dacos instead of Stuart, Yeah. Obviously paying up a little bit there, but. Again, this is back to how I'm sitting there.
1: And this is the thing, too, is... I mean, we talk about this a little bit, is that because for the majority of the fantasy talk that we do is between us... We're going to have a similar team. I mean, we just end up in... um, What do they call it? Um amongst the community echo where chamber yes the echo yeah. chamber is yeah. like we're bouncing ideas back and forth. you saying oh fuck that sounds good i want to yeah, get on yeah, that yeah. and then and, you know on the very odd occasion where i say something good you might think oh that's yeah. not a bad point 100 like <laughs> yeah so, yeah, 100%, yeah, so I, think. I should say my team ends up looking like your team <laughs> my <laughs> team
0: yeah we'll, we'll see my team does change on the daily regular so um about a week out from the season mitch will just stop talking to me and, and then i'll, and I'll just, just go <laughs> quiet and then uh, yeah you guys copy my teams um <laughs> But, yeah, that's how the defense looks here, guys. Before we move on to the midfield, um, just quickly, if you enjoy these podcasts and have been listening during the preseason, give this video a big thumbs up and make sure you are subscribed. We're still on the quest for. Project 2K24, yes. 2,000 subscribers. We're oh, getting nice. closer, 24. up over 1,600 last time I checked. Um, hey. So help us, if you haven't already, by subscribing. And if you are listening over on audio, give us a five-star rating and review. We would much appreciate it. Trying to get to 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts. Where I think we at? We're closing in on 70, I think, oh, at the moment. Nice. So Thank you. little 30-odd or more to go.
1: Thank you also to the people who are already subscribed and have been listening yes. for a little bit as well. So um, Legends. Stay what yeah, we, we have uh, a heap of fun talking shit, and hopefully you guys... Uh, hopefully it starts, you know,
0: some discussion as well. So, yeah,
1: appreciate absolutely. it. Very
0: much appreciate it. Let's head back over onto the team again here. So, back Close onto- those tabs, man. feel <laughs> the <laughs> tabs are closed. Don't worry about that. Uh, at M1, I do have a million-dollar player in Oof. my side. I've paid you up got- a little bit here, and oh, I've gone with... Your boy. The Dawson, mm. um, who... Uh, you know, a little breadcrumbs if you follow me on Twitter and actually, you know, follow what I say. But I've, I've mentioned a few times, I have a. If I'm projecting right now, I think he's the number one midfielder You're in the game. You a little game crush on JD. I think he's with, a gun. With, good, with good reason. I think he's an absolute gun. Yeah. And yeah. his early fixture in the season, I don't see any tags coming. Gold Coast, Geelong, Frio, Melbourne, Carlton. I don't see many tags coming, and I think yeah. this guy's just got such a high floor. The team is looking to give him the ball. He's like their silky user. Um, I have flirted with his teammate on um, uh, Lady um, as an option, but I just I feel a bit more comfortable with Jordan Dawson being that guy that has a higher floor and just being the player that they want the ball in his hands more. I think if I've got the cash, I'm going up to Dawson. I just I think he's uh, a really safe captain option and a player that I think has a little bit of upside in his second year in the midfield. Would you describe, you know how in your team
1: during the preseason, there's always what I, a guy that I would call the pivot point. So yeah. if you want to pivot the structure of your team, often it's this particular guy. Is is that for you, Dawson? If you want to go with a slightly different structure, is it he where you say probably is,
0: yeah. In this midfield, when I go to reveal these other players, he's probably the guy that if he, the structure-wise, becomes like a more of a mid-pricer type. Um, okay. He is the guy that often makes way for him because okay. he 's not value like i 'm not picking him for value he's captain i 'm picking him as a captain option. I do see a smidge of upside. Um, I also think he 's just a very safe high floor player yep. um and so I, I do I do like to start with at least one or two of those guys most seasons. Last year I started with steel didn 't go so well yep. um, but even then, if things do go pear shape you can eject and go down to anyone and, yeah, true. and make that move. So, that's true. Uh, so he's at M1, at okay. M2. It is my favorite player in the competition, and that is Andy Ooh. Brayshaw. Strong start, mate. Strong start. So two I guys... I see how you're going to lose. Mate, I'm on fire here. <laughs> uh, so he is 996k, so just under that one mil. He's my other sort of captain option, you could say. And yep. again, just like Hayden Young and Heath Chapman, that really nice buy around as a premium um, is a tick in his favor. And... Essentially, I got him in in last year, the perfect time when he said he was over his knee injury. I think after that knee injury, he said he was fully fit. Uh, I think it was the Brisbane Lion game. He averaged 115 from then on. He served you well in the last few years. Very, very fond memories of Andrew Brayshaw in my team. So I'm going to start this year with him in there again. At M3, I have a guy that we are both big fans of, Mm. and that is Zachary Butters, who... um, Started the season slow last year, so it didn't really move it to the midfield full-time, I think, until round four or five, and from there, he was basically a 107, averaging player. Yeah. Comes in priced at 100, so I think there's a little bit of upside there. He's still very young. Mm. He's, you know, first time in the midfield, 60% CBAs last year. I, I can see that increasing, um, and again, same buy as those Frio players, so kind of loading up with that round 13 by a lot mm. with some of these premiums to start off with, but I do think all of them have upside, um, and I just think he's a bit of a gun. Starts the season out with some good matchups with the West Coast Eagles and the Richmond Tigers, two potentially bottom-of-the-ladder teams. Yeah, so he and could, even
1: when Richmond aren't bottom-of-the-ladder, they seem to give up they points. They give up points. New, so. new coach, granted, but...
0: Yeah, so I think um, I think that he's going to be off to a hot start. Yep. And um, under 900k, I think he's a bit of a bargain. So he's been pretty locked into my side for most of the preseason. For sure. The next guy here, some people might have a few scars as well. And this may be a bit of a theme for these next two players. Yes. And that is Jack Steele. You and I have talked about Jack Steele, obviously, in our premium podcast. We both think that last season was very much injury-affected in terms of his average.
1: Yeah, when I jumped on with... Um with Bales to talk about Jack Steele, I very much was able to sell myself the narrative of why. And, I, and a lot of people talk about that is if you can look at scores and you can justify, okay, yeah. this is build why a narrative. I think you can build that yeah. narrative around it. If you look at it and go, fuck, I don't know why he went 80 or I don't know yeah. why he went whatever it was, it makes it then hard to see how it's, you're going to come out the other side. But yep. I could sell myself the narrative. And I think the other thing with, with these kind of picks is they're around a the price where... Um, you can pivot in a fix-up instance. Like, let's say in those first few weeks where you have to fix up, well, it's not going to be too hard to pivot from Jack Steele to a guy that's popping or a mid-pricer that you really need to get on or or whatever it is. I think you can go from there.
0: There really is usually a player around this price point, the Butters, the Jack Steele's price point, that Mm. really vaults themselves up in the competition. Last year, it was Bont. year before that, it was Brayshaw. Um, So, so far, touch wood. I'm two for two in starting those players. But um, this year, I think these guys here, it it can really benefit you starting a bunch of these players because they can pop um, into sort of captain-level type scorers. Um, And I think Jack Silver said we've seen it do it before. Uh, I'm not expecting 120, but I think there's a reasonable argument to say he can be 1 of 10 again this season. Um, And then the next play here, I'm going pretty deep in my midfield in terms of what I would consider premiums. I do have... LDU and another one of these guys.
1: No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again.
0: A lot of people have scars with LDU and, and I've tweeted him out a few times and some people, the the, the most common response I get is, you burned me last season, <laughs> I don't think I can do it again. What, yeah. what do you What do you think about that in a response to a player like LDU? Is there Is there legitimacy there? Um, well, when you have a player
1: that has a bit of a sketchy injury history, I think there's always legitimacy when people say that. If it's a one-off thing where you get burnt and it's got nothing to do with some sort of recurring issue, then I think maybe that's maybe not the, jump not in the, the shadows. Um, yeah. mindset you want to have. But I can definitely see why with a couple of these guys, you think, oh man, there's just that little flag there. But I think... Um, from, from what I understand and, and what I've listened to and, and read about, it's it's these guys that you, you sort of have to pick. You have to pick the guy who's discounted mm. for some particular reason. That they're you cheap think for is some reason, so yeah. So they're cheap because they're injured, they're cheap because they were subs or whatever Role they were. So or whatever, yeah. So, so you can't... I mean, it would be fucking easy if everyone could pick all the oh, guys yeah. that played 22 games <laughs> yeah, and fucking they they scored and, well. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, yeah, I, I can see an argument for not having him, but I can also see an argument for why he could be one of those elite midfielders. Do,
0: do you think, and, and I've heard, shout out to the great man Selby in his latest podcast, he went through some player requests and he talked about LDU being yeah. a better AFL player than a fantasy player. Yeah. Um, do you think that that argument is legitimate for someone like an LDU who, in like, for example, in a super scoring format was one of the top guns in that yeah. level... Do you think that there's a bit of weight to that argument at all? Yeah, I think there's
1: a level of truth to it because um, what we value in fantasy is that guy who pigs it up a little bit, gets those plus sixes, pops mm-hmm. on the outside. Whereas a lot of what LDU does is explosive, break the lines, yep. kick long, um, you know, fancy footwork out of stoppage. He's a really, really great player, but mm. he has in in reasonable patches yep. shown that he can be a monster scorer as well. So I definitely agree with it, but. Uh, it, wouldn't shock me if LDU comes out and in, in one year and averages 110.
0: Yeah, and, and I will point to the fact that we kind of almost had that same kind of discussion with a player like Bont last year. You know, prior to last season, he was always that guy that's like always in the Brownlow medal, but he never really truly broke out from a fantasy point of view. But it doesn't mean that he won't. Cap- he uh, wasn't capable of, and obviously we saw that last season. Should have won the Brownlow, went 117. Um, now, I'm not saying is going to do that, but I think that... Just because he hasn't in the past doesn't mean it's not possible. So I I still am pretty big on LDU. So those are what I would call my five premiums in my midfield. I then start to get a bit cheaper here. And I have played around with another mid-price at this stage. But at the moment, my team is looking like having three midfield rookies in Colby, McKercher, Riley, Sanders, and I do have... Um, Jeremy Sharp rounding out my midfield at M8. So, I've got those three rookies there. I think McKercher and if Sanders plays round one are pretty much locks. Let's talk about Sanders playing in the midfield, and it wouldn't surprise me if Bevo just says, Jack McRae, you're out. We're putting the kid in. So, yeah. Um, and Colby McKercher off that half-back line, could he be another example of a, a Harry Shiesel? Um Not expecting that, but it's, it's with, a, with a ceiling, with it's a, a ceiling role. there, I think he's a must-have. Yep. And then Jeremy Sharp is a guy that, if he's named, I think I'm going to go there. He has a bit of a ceiling, um, and playing on the wing in Frio is not always a bad thing when they mm-hmm. chip the ball around a fair bit. Um, he's got a bit of experience. He is, what is he, 22 years old, so not quite that sort of teenage age where he's got a little bit of time in the system. Um, so I think he can score decent enough to be at M8 for me.
1: Gold Coast to, uh, to Frio. Could he do a... Will Brody?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's literal examples of that wow. uh, transition happening. So going on to my bench, I've got again, just take these guys with a grain of salt. I've got Jai Clark sitting there from the Geelong uh, Cats, and another player who seems to be getting a little bit of buzz at their club in Clay Hall as a 200k player. Um, Jai Clark, funny uh, fun fact. Yes, I he had. And this will be fun. The highest points per minute out of any player last season. What, um, in the AFL, in the AFL, he played one game people? and played like thirty percent. But of any player here, the highest points per game, higher than Grundy, higher, was no, it so higher than,
1: than X area after his first game? Surely
0: not. Uh, not after the first game, but after he came in, <laughs> he kind of put a bit of damage into that. What, do you but, remember what it was? Uh, it's like one point one six or something like that. Now, oh, wow. obviously, that's not going to carry <laughs> through, but that should translate. Yeah, yeah, That's absolutely. how data works but it? but it just goes to show Yeah so highest He was point two, point zero .02 higher Than Rowan Marshall Who was the second highest um, What a fun fact they're Very fun fact So he could score He was like a top 10 pick I want to say And um, Geelong Who knows what they're going to do But if he's there I think he makes my team
1: the, there was one game I, I played in footy where I was fucking on fire in the first quarter. My points per minute would have been through the roof. <laughs> yeah, she
0: just, just timed it there and said, I'm going to rest on that. <laughs> Two touches for the next three quarters. Oh, no. Touched it twice. Yeah. So, look, he's not going to go on average 116, but <laughs> but it, it, it is like when you're 237K, you play one game, you got... Hold on to something. Give me this one stat list. No,
1: I like it. Yeah, um, I like so he's it. there. It's good digging, mate. It's good digging.
0: Um, and if he is playing around one, I do like his chances to make my team. How does that compare to your midfield? Um, look, so I don't
1: have the the might of Jordan Dawson at okay. M one. So I, I drop down to Brayshaw is my M one at the right. moment, and my justification there is similar to yours in the sense that he has that. Um, he has that round, is it the round 13 buy? Yep. Um, which, when you, you look at those top midfielders and you think, okay, well, they don't, which ones don't have the first lot of buys and then probably tipping point for me is that he has the, the round 13 yep. and then very similar to you in sense of Butters, Steel, LDU. Yep. But then I get a little bit spicy and I, I kind of hate myself <laughs> no, having this, this guy on my team but I have Carl Amon. Yes. This is...
0: I've played around with him in the squad. For, um, for a guy
1: that's literally said I'd like to be vanilla and then I pick Carl, Carl Amon at M5. But look, the, take the whole thing with a fucking grain of salt because yeah. I could walk out of here and change the whole team. So um, then for me, I've actually got Dylan Stevens in there as sort of like okay. a, a middish price guy. Um, I do the like Sid- Dylan Stevens. The Sydney thing does it for me a little bit. I, I love the culture that Sydney has and... I love to think that guys who are good footballers that are just on the outer of Sydney can go to other clubs and really be really out. solid. So for me, that'll be a really close watch in um, the preseason. I feel like North Melbourne traded for him, so mm-hmm. they, they mm-hmm. got him in. Maybe he has a role there. Um, but again, that one's one to watch. And then for for the rest of the picks, they pretty much kind of round and out. And you have, you have Sharp
0: well. sitting on your bench, is that correct? Yeah, Sharp yes. and Clark on so the bench. So you've got a bit so. of... A bit of cash in there, which is obviously sometimes a good thing. Um, want to know a fun thing about Dylan Stevens? I'm Please, full of fun facts today. Tell me. Second in their time trial, in the 2K time trial. That bodes well. You need to be able to run these J- Jai Simkin first, Dylan Stevens uh, very close second. So You go to a club and you set the tone like that, it's hard not to put you in a decent, <laughs> throw, decent throw back to Timmy Taranto last year, came into Richmond and won yeah. their time trial as well. Now, See,
1: I'm, I'm going, buddy, back and forth more than a catfish in a moon bounce because I, I said I want my team to be vanilla, but then... Carl Amon and I mean even Dylan Stevens is probably lowly owned too so there's there's a definite scenario where those two picks change
0: yeah I do I do like um, experimenting with the structure where you've only got two mid uh, rookie midfielders in there Um, I have played around with having Jeremy Sharp on my bench as well sometimes it's a Dylan Stevens sometimes it's a Carl Amon sometimes it's also a George Wardlaw for me Mm, Uh, some of the players that I'm playing around with um, but it often depends on what I'm doing in other lines and where I can cut corners so so that is that's how your midfield is shaping up. I will just switch that back so we can keep my team in there. Um, is that is that sort of a structure that you've played around with with having the three rookies on your field or
1: not as yet? I feel like there's some sort of safety there, and in, in I feel solid on McErcher and, and Sanders, um, and there. But I, I guess that last midfield position you can rotate between those three rookie bench, bench options on yeah. any given week. You can also have a bit of Lupe Fiasco. Yes. stuff going on there if you're getting a bit fancy but um, at this stage it's been pretty solid on the two rookie options in the midfield but
0: quick buy check for my team no one in the midfield has an early buy oh. which has been my rule um, work, so I'm keeping a close eye on that the other buys I've got uh, you know a bit of a double up, but I'm pretty happy having two players on the same buy on any given thing. Um, so a couple of round 15s, a couple of round 13s. I'm not too stressed about that. What a nice, colourful team. Mate. Very colourful. All right, let's move on to the rucks. Now, this has changed for me recently. Um, I did always... Well, not always, but recently I've moved to this player, Maxi Gorn. If you check out our Ruck podcast, which has just recently come out, we talked about him being a potential captain option for you early in the season. Price at 92, I think he can go 110 plus. Um, we saw him do that once Grundy left the back half of last season. First time having no you know, backup Ruckman, essentially, in the last three or four seasons. So, uh, again, I'm breaking my over-30s rule, but I think, Max, I can make a pretty comfortable exception because he is just a gun, and he's a Ruckman, and they... I age compared to normal other yeah. positions.
1: He, he's an absolute beast. Uh, I can't argue with it, hey?
0: Yeah. So he's he's in there at uh, R1 and R2. This used to be a different player, but after he broke his face, I did <laughs> move Tristan Jerry to Brody Grundy. I've been trying... I don't know if it's stubbornness or... I don't know. Maybe I should, you know check myself on this but I've been trying to avoid having Grundy in there something it yeah, doesn't feel I don't what know I don't what f- is it try and try and tell us I don't know maybe it's just what I saw l- the last time he was at Collingwood uh, in that 2022 season that it only just, five the, games the, yeah, the eye test just he didn't pass the eye test to me last yeah, time okay. I saw him as a, as a sore ruck this guy's but, gonna have a fucking huge chip on his shoulder massive yeah and look he's in my team right now and you're gonna have to yeah. get a look at him in round zero they obviously play each other so, again, this might be determined on what happens in that round zero. I do have the option of going Grundy down to someone like Attrition Jerry, but for me, I'm deciding between Grundy and Jerry, not Gorn and Jerry, which so, I know some people
1: are. So, you've got Gorn locked in. So, so what does, let's say, um, you know, Jerry gets his new face all sorted and he plays in a practice game and he's the number one rock and yep. he does what we expected him to do. Let's call it a, you know, 95, whatever yep. it is. Rolls good. Are you more inclined to? I I had Tristan
0: Jerry as my first pick player of the season, Um, so if he ticks all those boxes and he's back to looking like I thought he would look, then yeah, I think I would do that because I avoid having the two ruckmen on the early bye, so again, we toggled this on. We've got two guys missing a game in the first six rounds, Mm. in the ruck department, that's especially troubling because chances are you're not going to be able to replace them with a playing R3, unless we do get one, but even then how confident are we going to be that they're going to be there in round five and six? So, you're essentially going from 22 to 21 players. Mm. So, instead of dropping four scores off, you're now only dropping three scores off. So, for me, if Tristan Jerry ticks all those boxes, I would rather have him than Grundy just because of that fact. And I think he's similar, if not better value. He's cheaper. Um, So, it might let me do other things in my other lines. You
1: made a good point on the previous podcast as well in terms of like the people who are debating Max Gorn and Grundy. Even if we get... um, let's call it, 25 points of upside from both of them. Yep. If you get your 25 points of upside from Grundy, he's maybe not in that R1, you're R2 of, uh, discussion. 9500 So even though you got that upside, if you get that same upside from Max, you're getting a keeper as well. Y-
0: y- he's locked in your team. He's basically that essentially equivalent of R2 value. You don't have to trade him, whereas you still want to get Grundy up to... One of those big dogs. He's still going to yeah. get him, want to get into Tim English, whereas an extra tray, Gorn, yeah. the difference might not be as much, and you might be happy to keep him for longer. Yeah, so
1: yeah, certainly talked talked me into it last podcast. So, um,
0: so is that how you're sitting at the moment with your rucks?
1: So I've got, I've got Gorn and Grundy there, but I've I've been a little bit creative, a little bit of out of the box thinking. I, I needed a little bit of extra cash, so I'm actually not going to play an R3 this year. You're I'm going to on. I'm actually just penciling up an email to Warney just saying, hey mate, if you wouldn't mind, I'm just going to not play an R3. Need a bit of extra cash on fear. Field. And uh, that's the plan. So,
0: okay. So, let would, me know how it goes because I, I might. Mean, if that goes through for you, I might. Yeah. I, might follow it through. I mean,
1: some will call it cheating. Uh, <laughs> i I'd probably more inclined to call it out of the box thinking. Um, so, yeah. if. If uh Warney I mean really me, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage having
0: one fewer players.
1: Exactly one right. fewer
0: players, so everyone, I, else,
1: everyone else a leg up. I think that's that's what I'm doing. That's why I see it anyway. So at this stage, uh no R three for the
0: Oxlongs. I'm gonna throw a bone to Max Heath there, who was very kind to me last year, had the captaincy badge a lot, so I'm gonna send him back out there and uh, see if he can back it up again. The the Ruck four status does help. In all uh,
1: seriousness for those people that are in it uproar. If <laughs> If I had to, I could take, like, Dacos to Sinclair. And yeah, you could make a bit of cash Max there. Max Heath and, in there. Yes, yeah,
0: so... But
1: first plan is emailing Warney to see if I can <laughs> drop that position off.
0: Let's get to the dreaded forward line. Now, I do think that this may change many times between now and the start of the season. But at the moment, I do have the head tilt himself, Jack McRae, oh, starting at, at F1. Um, I don't love it. Uh, no early buy is a big reason for why he's there. Uh, I want to see how the mix turns out with uh, the Bulldogs. Um, If I didn't have the Grundy-Gorn combo, I might be more inclined to go with a different way and have maybe another player that has the early buy, but because I'm already starting a couple of guys there that I want to hold through, I I do want to limit my early buy round players. And Jack McRae, even if he just... Kind of treads water where he is. He's more than likely there or thereabouts in the top six forwards. This is so. T- but it's, this, I don't love it. Oh, that's the thing. Uh,
1: like he, he's been in with the Oxons as well. Currently not, but it's if you're having to make this face while you're yeah. justifying a pick, like you feel dirty about no, it. You don't. Feel and good. I, I think. A, I mean, I've never experienced good Jack McRae. So no. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there, there's people out there who. You know, like fucking 120s Like, yeah. let's go, let's <laughs> yeah, go yeah, and, yeah. and all I've seen is, you know Perpendicular head to his body Like, so <laughs> it just... As much as I can definitely see the the logic in it, and I think I'll do it because he's going to be be so vanilla. It's like, I think I'll just do it, cover off, start with a vanilla team. But yeah, like I said, when you're making this face...
0: Yeah, it doesn't fill you with confidence. So they're very open to moving him around, and it will depend on who puts their hand up in the Um, preseason. But at the moment, he does sit there at... um, F two. This is where I start to get a little bit spicy, okay. and I've got my boy here, Connor McDonald, Oofed. sitting there at F two. Dies off six hundred and thirty eight <laughs> k. So we we off. jump down two hundred k. Talk
1: to me about no Flanders. No Flanders. Bales, um, Bales has um giving you enough
0: enough info about that early well, moist buy. This is where I Not might buy, like moist. <laughs> moist the run. Yeah. The um, run. This is where I would I would have Flanders there if I didn't have the Grundy Gorn combo and. Look, he, play, he misses round three, so it's a bit different to those round five and six guys where it's just early in the season enough that like, you're still going to be jumping on these mid-prices. I want to focus on getting those guys, those must-haves early in the season. I don't want to be having to either trade him out or you know, just cop that early on. Yeah, premiums um,
1: on the early buy.
0: And I don't think his price is going to escape me too much. Again, it will depend on what happens in round zero and yeah. the role and everything, how it looks and how entrenched in the midfield he is. Like, there are other players in the midfield as well. You've got Rao, you've got Took, you've got Anderson. Yeah. You've got not. players like Swallow and uh, the Hump going in there. Like, he might not be that guy that's just guaranteed every week to be 100. If he puts up a couple of 90s, start of the year, that's not necessarily disappointing, but in terms of, get I'll it. get him at a similar price after he's by. So yeah, I can see that. We'll see how we go. But Watch at the see. moment, I'm fading him. Connor McDonald is there. Um it's more it's kind of a placeholder I've talked about how I think he's going to be a bit more of a wing maybe some inside time it's third year breakout this is the kind of player I'm looking for but again we're, we're sort of waiting and seeing there the next guy here in my squad as I bring back up my my list I've completely forgotten it is the uh the fish the fish himself he's hooked me in and uh, um, I've got him in there 623k Hamstring awareness Ooh. hasn't scared me off yet. We all know awareness um, is worse than an actual injury. You think that? <laughs> I'm not of the same opinion. Um, but, again, if he plays a preseason game and he plays the role that I expect him to play off that halfback... What if he's still aware of his hamstrings after a preseason game? Well, then that's not good. If he's if he's still aware of those hamstrings and, and there is some reporting up there, then I might fade him. But uh, I do think that... If he's in that role, that role is conducive to scoring, and yep. I think I'm pretty confident him going 85 plus in that role. So price at about what is he 70 odd? Um, I think that's good value. Next player here. You haven't had James Jordan the whole preseason. The Swans social media team convinced you. I uh, oh, he's been there recently. Um, okay. I feel better about having him than his teammate in Taylor Adams just because he's cheaper. Yeah. And I I'm not. Feeling locked into having him in my side after his buy, like he might be a guy like a Marty Hor earlier that come his round fifteen, around uh, five, sorry, buy. That if he's not doing what I want him to do, or he's made his cash, and there's another option, maybe a Flanders or something like that, I feel like I don't mind trading him out at his buy. I don't feel the okay. pressure to keep him in there under 500k. Um, yeah, I just think he he's gonna he's got a bit to prove, and he's done 70s in the past. He's still young. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I think, I think James Jordan can at least do well whilst Callum Mills is out of the side to start the year. So he sits there at the moment there and yet yeah, the, the price is, is good. He's very cheap. Do
1: you want to talk about your decision to, to not go with Adams? Cause he's reasonably highly owned. 25, reasonably
0: highly 36%. owned. Um, look, right, he's in consideration. Again, having the Brodie Grundy and Max Gorn in there, if I have Brodie Grundy and a Taylor Adams, I'm missing two players that are premiums. In that round five, yeah, and then James. If you add James Jordan, and I've added add James was... Jordan in there, and if he does pop off, and I do want to keep him, I'm putting myself in a tricky position at that yep. point. So yep. I've decided to fade Taylor Adams. I think Grundy and Jordan present higher points per game upside, and Taylor Adams, we've discussed in our Ford Premium podcast that to be like that 95 100 type, I think he needs like 75 80 percent CBAs, and I don't know if I see that in Sydney's midfield. You've got the likes of um, Errol Goulden, of Chad Warner. Yeah. You've still got um
1: who Luke, Parker.
0: Luke Parker in there. You've got Robottom running through there. Yeah. You've got James Jordan. There's still a number of guys running through there. So I like to get in. Happily gets involved. Um, so I see him improving but but not by much and he's an injury risk, he's older. There's just a few too many flags for me at yeah, this okay. stage. Okay. But still a watch. Now we get into some cheaper players. I do have Another McRae, so double McRae's, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but Finlay McRae in there at 310,000. Another points-per-minute beast, just like mm. um, Jai Clark. I think he was up there as well. Taylor Adams leaving gives him at least a, yeah, a window to... Yeah, I think he good
1: opportunity this year, whether it's exactly what we want, I'm not sure, but I think, by all reports, the coach quite likes him too.
0: Yeah, another guy with an early buy, but again, at that rookie price that, again, it'll, it'll depend on his uh, round zero score, whether or not he yep. features in. And then... A guy who's pretty much a lock. Um, I spelled his name wrong. Harley. What? How do I spell his name? Harley Reed. Why am I? Why am I struggling to find him? Anyway, Reed. I've got in there Harley Reid, 300k. Um, so that gives me a total of one, two, three, four rookies, um, five rookie-priced players in my squad at the moment. I do think that of all the you know actual rookies this season, those three that I have are. Uh, Pretty solid in terms of their job security. Yeah. Um, and if the reports are true that Reid is playing a bit of half-back, very nice scoring potential there, I see. So i um, pretty happy to have him in there. On the bench, this guy's a bit of a placeholder at the moment, Zane Dersma. I don't really see myself starting with him, but again, I'm just trying to store a bit of cash on the bench there. And I do think he gets a game early, but being a half-forward for North Melbourne might not be the best. I've got Sean – do you know how to pronounce that name? Man- Sean Manor. Manor. Sean Manor there. He's a mature age player. Sean Manor. Sounds like a big house in the country. For, yeah, it does. Um, so he he's a mature age guy for Geelong. They usually like to throw some of those guys yeah, in there. Yeah. And then in my utility, I've got my boy who I traded in last season and he did nothing for me. Um, he's not a forward. That's why it's not coming up. But Jackson Binns rounds out the squad there. The Ibis. At... Um, the utility spot, with 43K left over. So I do have a bit of room to get a slightly more expensive rookie in there. But that's how the team is shaping up. How does that forward line and utility spot compare to your team?
1: Uh, it's almost identical except for the F1, or it is identical except for the F1. So okay. Flanders versus McRae. And the same thing you said about McRae is, is what I'm doing with Flanders is I I want to have a look. Yep. there's The high ownership percentage, like I said, there's every chance that that McRae ends up starting at the Oxongs, even if I don't particularly like it. Um, Flanders, like you mentioned before, will be difficult not to pick if he gives you a 120 in a great role yeah, in round bit, zero, yeah. but it's almost, it almost works perfectly if he gives you like a 90 and a half decent role in round zero because then you can get on after round three and you, unless yeah. he gives you like a 180 in round one or two, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can probably get on later for not much extra. Yep. Um, But, uh, but yeah, that's me at the minute. Mostly the same rookies. So, Flanders instead
0: of McRae. Rookies, similar. Uh, It looks like you've got a Chrissy Burgess there. um, Key position player. I think he'll be playing. But, again, we're we're waiting on the rookies for the most part. So, I think of all the lines, the forward line and probably the ruck line are probably the most changeable for me, depending on pre-season games and round zero games Um, so they are very much open to changing and then if I need the cash to make those changes some of those linchpins like a Jordan Dawson like uh, a Tom Stewart might make way to cheaper options if I need extra cash to make it work so those are those are kind of I guess the overall things that I'm thinking about with my squad so lots can change between now and then we'll see if Tristan and Sherry has a face between now and then. Um, or if he's still rocking the cone, um, we'll <laughs> have, to, have to wait and see. So uh, that's oh, it um, for the team reveal. Let us know down in the comments section below. What do you think? You think oh, I'm an idiot for fading um, Nick Dakos again? Am I, uh, am I onto something with some of these uh, no, lack of early round buys um, What do you think down in the comment section below? Are there picks you like, picks you didn't like? And let us know how your team is shaping up if you're watching over on YouTube. And uh, we've got lots more in store for this preseason. A few guests coming on. Ooh. A couple of pods and uh, anti-pods as well that we're going to be discussing soon. So keep tuning in, guys, and we will see you guys next time. Laters. boy. Sorry. Wow. Cut a (laughs) wipe. (laughs) Bye.